Amen. Well, that's the place that you can really give thanks when you get to that place, right? I so appreciate that. You guys really and you ladies led me in worship today. Wow. All right, boys and girls, I know that we have uh, Mr. Todd's ready. If y'all want to head downstairs to Children's Church today, I know so many of you are disappointed that you have to go and don't get to stay up here and listen to me. Look, I can't just leave that right there just yet. I don't know what floats your boat. I don't know what moves you. But, man, so you need to find what it is that moves you to give praise and honor to God because that place of gratitude and praise and thanksgiving is what's going to really, really help you in your life. Now, we should give thanks all year, right? We absolutely should have a spirit of thanksgiving all year, and hopefully we do, and many of you do, and we all strive to. But we take a few weeks each year, and we take one day specifically where we celebrate this idea of thanksgiving. And so this time of year when the fall is in the air and the you know, the, the weather starts to cool off. It brings out the plaid shirts and the different colors, and we begin to start thinking about uh, Thanksgiving. And so I want us, as just part of that seasonal process, to think for a few minutes today and next week about Thanksgiving. And we're going to look at a very, very familiar passage to many of you. You may not know where it was found, but everyone in here just about has heard of Psalms 100. There are a lot of songs that are, that are birthed out of that, okay? And it's, uh, it's uh, psalms, it's only five verses, but it's a psalm of thanksgiving written by um, David. Now, I want to say this to preface our discussion about thanksgiving and about gratitude and all of the things that we're going to begin to hear so much about over the next several weeks. And I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is not based at all on your circumstances, okay? See, too many people base their gratitude and whether they give thanks or base the, their, their feeling of thanksgiving on what's happening around them or what they perceive to be happening to them. And that is so misguided because thanksgiving is an attitude of the heart birthed out of something different. And I'm going to give you an example I heard a little story where someone was talking about this, how it's not what happens to you, but how you perceive what happens to you. It was someone who, who had told the story that they had come into work and they were very upset because they, someone had, had turned lanes and run into them. You know what I'm saying? And it was caused a wreck and they were very upset about it. An understandable response. But then he said, somebody else may come in, and, and somebody has done that, and they came in, and they were thankful that no one was hurt. They were thankful that it was only like this. And the point was, it's all about your perspective and how you perceive what's going on. And I actually had something happen this morning that God said, hey, just like this, you know. So some of you, if you know me, know that I'm not um, super fashion conscious. I know that's a shocker. You know, I'm, do, I'm doing my best just to try to make sure I don't wear the same thing every Sunday because somebody would say something. I, I don't remember what I wear, okay? But, so, so I had Bella with me this morning, and I came in, and I, I said, Hey, Bella, because unfortunately, as I have progressed to this particular weight class, my winter clothes 
um, are, are limited, okay? Now, I'm working on that very seriously. I know you've heard me say that before, but I'm dead serious this time, okay? But so for real, I, I have I limits. So I said, Bella, I was like, do you think this, this will work? First thing, she's like, mm, that looks stupid. I was like, okay, thanks for the encouragement. The, uh, <laughs> so I come back with this one. And she said, I said, okay, what do you think about this, Bella? She's like, well, the green makes you look like the stem of a pumpkin. <laughs> and true to what I've been studying, I thought, well, the stem's got to be better than the pumpkin. And so I told her thank you, and I moved on. Because it's all about the perspective, right? It's really what are you taking from what's happening around you, whatever's taking place, okay? You can find good or bad in it. It's all about how you receive it and how you apply it to your life. And so I want to get you to thinking today about giving thanks, okay? Giving thanks is one of the most important things that you can do in your life. And so we're going to look at probably the pinnacle passage describing this in the Bible, Psalms 100. Won't you stand with me as we honor the public reading of God's Word? It's a very short, five verses, Psalm 100. It says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Just think of all the songs you know that already just have those. I mean, there's five of them I can think of right off the bat, all right? Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. May God bless the public reading of His Word. You may be seated. Now, we're going to take just a minute this morning and I want us to look through Psalms 100 to get some information that I believe will help us in our desire to truly give thanks. If you have a bulletin, I've actually, this is going to have a lot of numbered points, and it's going to be very informational today because I want you to do some stuff with this, and I want you to apply it in your life. The first part of this passage says what? Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. So I guess, let me backtrack just one second because some of you may not know this and you might want to know it. All right, so in the Bible, if you take the English version, the way we have the Bible, so we have chapters and verses, and that was put in there way after it was written so that we could actually follow along in the way that we could reference things, okay? But in the Hebrew Bible and in the Greek Bible, there's, no, there's not chapters and verses, okay? And specifically in the Old Testament, especially in Psalms, um, there's no, there, this, the, the arrangement is sometimes very different even in the original than what we have. And so Psalms 100 is actually the last part of a, an 11 series stanza that starts in Psalms chapter 90, okay? So there's 11 stanzas almost, if you will, or declarations of praise that are all about God's generation. And so this, this is kind of the end of that. And so that, that's, that's I, I thought, very interesting is that this, that this right here really is kind of like, you know, the crescendo of this particular work about giving God praise. And that's, we're accustomed to that, right? Even in the song they did. What, what do you do with music? You kind of build up. It builds up a little slower. You know what I'm saying? And then it kind of rises to the, to the climax and to the main point. And so I think that this is what we've got here. This is the main point of this concept here of praise. He says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him 
with joyful songs. I want you to notice three things about this that we need to take away from the first part of Psalms 100. The first one is that giving thanks will lift your spirits. Look, David had plenty to be sorry about. Many of his psalms were written in the depths of pain and despair all the way from the beginning of his life. He started out as a shepherd boy, and he was the, the, the small one, the little one that nobody thought would be anything. And he went from there, and he rose to prominence as he became really good friends with Jonathan. And from there, he had a big family drama, and, and Jonathan's father hated him, and then he fell. So his life, he's had plenty of ups and downs. It wasn't like he had a, a, a bed of roses for his life. He's got all sorts of problems. And then whenever he becomes king after a lot of turmoil, he creates a bunch of his own family drama. And he has all sorts of problems. And so that's what I love about the Psalms is these are his declarations. And you almost can hear and sense and feel his wrestling with trying to be who God wants him to be, suffering oftentimes because he's made his own bunch of mistakes, suffering because of other people. But he's always driven back to what? To praising and thanking God. And what does it do? It causes them to shout, to worship the Lord, to, to, to lift up his spirits. Look, I can tell you this. I've yet to see a single person who was praising God, thanking God, who stayed depressed. If you are thankful, it lifts your spirits. If you're down in the dumps today, what you need to do is don't stop thinking about what you're down about. Stop looking at all the problems. Stop thinking about all the challenges and start thanking God and the people in your life. Look, there's so many things to be thankful for. Look, if, if nothing else happened in this church today, for me, when she told me what Bridget said about being here, It puts so much perspective on me and my silliness and what I might be worried about. A person who's thankful just to be able to get to go to church, and I'm worried about whatever nonsense. And if you're honest, you too. Like, because, because man, she's happy. You see her, she comes to church. She's so happy, Bridget. She's always smiling, always excited to be here. I've never heard her say a negative word. And I'm thinking, man, this is a living testimony of this right here. If you, if you give thanks to God, it's going to what? It's going to lift your spirits. And guess what? It'll also lift other people's spirits. So don't just do it for you. Do it for other people. Look, you ever seen someone who is always mully-grubbing, who's always negative? They suck the life out of the room. But find somebody who's thankful. Hey, man, it's, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad things are going well for you. Man, I'm so thankful for such and such. Man, it's all about your perspective. And giving thanks will lift your spirits. Number two, giving thanks will bring you joy. Absolutely, it'll bring you joy. It's, it's such an important part. And so you got to try to remember to consciously give thanks. You know, sadly, so many of us are losing the traditions of, of giving thanks before every meal. You know, and it's not that there's anything super sacred about that. But what does it do? It does pause, makes us pause for a minute. You know, I think about our mutual friend, Dick, and what you shared with me before. You know, whenever, whenever he, he, he's a friend of theirs, a former business colleague of Clay, and he, he would make sure and pause, and his prayer was sincere. 
I mean, it could have been a bologna sandwich as, the, as it was told to me, and he was in, in his heart thankful that he had it. And look, just hearing that brings you joy. It gives you joy. Giving thanks will make you glad. Hey, come before the Lord with gladness, before him with joyful songs. Hey, there's a reason that when we come to church, we want to sing. We want to clap sometimes. We want to shout because when we are truly thankful for all that God has done, these are the emotions that come. If we always come before God and nothing ever moves us emotionally, we really have to evaluate what's going on. And I mean that in all sincerity because our focus may be on something else. It might be on all the troubles of this world. It might be on all the things that we've gotten ourselves involved in, and we might need to refocus it on the Lord. Second part of the passage, he says, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His people. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Well, I remember an old song that I heard so long ago about that. You know, we are His people. Look at four things that this passage here shows us. Number one. To be thankful that you know God. You, may, maybe you're saying, hey, what do I say? Maybe you're completely oblivious this morning. I can't imagine it. But maybe you're oblivious to the things that you could be thankful for. I'm fixing to give you four of them right here. All right? Number one, be thankful that you know God. How many people throughout history didn't get that opportunity? How many people throughout history didn't have nearly the opportunity to know about God that you do? Some of you had parents who took the time to show you what God looked like. Some of you had friends and neighbors. All of us in here are from a country where we're free to worship God. And we don't have to worry about whether the military is going to bust in here and come arrest us. Be thankful that you know God. Number two, what does it say? It is He who made us. Be thankful God made you. Have you ever thought about that? There's a bazillion different combinations, okay, of, of the genome. But God made you. See, you're not an animal. You're an animal in one sense, but you're a creature crafted in the image of God with purpose, with value. And you could at least be thankful that God made you. I'm thankful He made me. I'm thankful He made many of you. Many of you are my closest friends, and I love you, and I'm thankful He made you. You should be thankful He made you. Maybe you're watching this online and you're down. Man, be thankful that God made you. Not, don't, don't focus on the things about you that you don't like, the things about you that this world and sin and darkness and brokenness and all the things have kind of marred. Be thankful that He created you to be an image bearer for Him. Number four, three, be thankful you belong to God. What does it say? We are His. We are His people. Man, it's one thing to be thankful that you could know God, thankful that He made you, but you ought to be extra thankful if you belong to Him. 
If you found it in your heart to embrace him and become one of his followers, man, that's something to be thankful for. Not everybody does that. Jesus said, wide is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the gate, and what? Few there are that find it. Because trust me, in this world, there's all sorts of temptations and struggles and things that keep people from joining God's family. Now, God made them too. God loves them. God wants to to have them, but many people choose their own way instead of God's way. And so if you've not done that, but you have chosen to belong to him, and ultimately it's because he chose you, but guess what? It's something to be thankful for. Man, you belong to God. That's why David was like, look, the world's coming all around me. I've got all sorts of problems. My family's trying to kill me. His own kids were after him. They was fighting from within, from without. He was under all sorts of pressure, but he could find it in his heart to thank and to be thankful because he belonged to God. And then number four, you can be thankful for all those first three, but then be thankful that God takes care of you. Man, I think about my own life in the ways in which God has taken care of me, protected me from things I might not have even known, the things that he does for me and helps me in so many little ways, plenty of things for every one of us to be thankful for if we'll just open our eyes and look at it. Next part of the passage, he says, What enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise? And thanks, give thanks to him and praise his name. Now in this little part, there's some things that I want us to look at that I believe would, would, would be practical. Okay, so, so we know for a fact that there are some things that we need to be thankful for. I, I am 100% confident that every person in this room on some level is like, you know what, I should be more thankful and there's some things that I need to be thankful for Four of those plus countless others, okay? But, but how do we take that and try to translate it into what my life looks like each day of the week? I mean, because ultimately, the look, I was a quote that was in the bulletin today that I love. It said, so basically the gist of it, if you look there, was that the truest measure of really being grateful is not in what we say, but in the fact that we put into practice what what we know, all right? And so that's why I like this little part of the verse. And so there's four things here that that I want you to jot down or at least mentally take note of that you can do to put giving thanks into practice in your life. And it's right here. He says, enter his gates, okay? So, So the gates is a metaphor for what? Entry, when you start something, all right? So start out each day with thanksgiving. That's what he wants to communicate here is every day when you wake up, First thing, say, God, thank you that I'm breathing today. Because you realize literally thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, if you look across the whole world, won't be breathing that day. And then start, and look, I'm going to tell you what, it'll become like a a wave that'll rush over you all the things that you will find to be thankful for. You might say, look, and here's how this plays out, okay, and what we were talking about, how you look at it. When you wake up, you might have a temptation to say, man, it's cold today. Or you might say, God, 
Thank you that I got this house with this good heat. Or man, I got so much to do today. I got to get these kids there. I got to get this done. And all that's true. Or you might say, man, God, thank you that I get an opportunity to accomplish something worthwhile today. And even though it might be hard, I know through pushing through the hard, something good's going to happen, and I'm going to get to do this, this, and this. And look, you can just go down the list over and over and over and over again. Start out your day with Thanksgiving. And I guarantee you this. You make a list and just start thanking God when you first get up, and it's going to change the entire trajectory of your day. All right? Now, look what happens next. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, and then he says what? His courts with praise. So you come in through the gate, and that's where you get started, but then you got to, you know, you got to get going in the courts. This is the courts is where you're meeting people, and you're working, and you're interacting. And so what do you do? Second step, you want to be thankful? Start out each day with thanksgiving, but then share with others that you're thankful. Look, when you get into the courts of your life, whether it's in your family or it's at work, man, be a person who's telling other people all the things that you have to be thankful for. Because guess what that's going to do? Not only is it going to, what we look at, lift your spirits, give you joy, make you happy, it's going to then do what? It's going to multiply to them. Look, every week, without fail, it's unbelievable Somebody from this church or from somewhere that I have been a part of will out of the blue randomly send me a text. They'll send me something and say how much they appreciate me and how much they thank me or how much this meant to them. And look, it just lifts my spirits because it's contagious. And so I want to be able to do that to other people because what if, what if I'm the one that's supposed to be sending that little direct message of hope and happiness and joy to somebody else? So when you get the urge or the inclination to share something that you're thankful with, go ahead and man up and do it. Don't get discouraged. Don't get scared. What if they think I'm religious? What, what, what if they don't take it right way? Or, or maybe, look, grow up. Just do it. Just say, hey, man, I just want to let you know what I'm thankful for. The message at church, if you're thankful for that, or that song at church, or I was reading in my devotion, or man, this morning I saw the sunrise and I was so thankful for that, or I was thankful for this. And guess what? It'll just start permeating your life and everybody that you're around. And it won't return void. Believe me. Now, look at the next thing. It says, give thanks to Him. Thank God for everything. Look. His hand is at work in your life. And no matter how hardworking you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how diligent you are, no matter how fortunate you are, no one in this life has accomplished everything on their own. Now, some have worked harder than others. That's a fact. Some have done really well in various areas in their life with what they've been given, and they are to be commended. The Bible teaches that. But only the fool, only the fool thinks it's all because of what he did. Anything we accomplish, everything we have, everything that's good, we can thank God for. And that will make this Thanksgiving become a reality in our life. Number four, he says, Give thanks to Him and then praise His name. What are we doing when we're praising? 
we're, we're declaring it to God. We're declaring it to ourselves. We're declaring it to others. So we need to tell other people about what? His goodness. Who can you tell this week about the goodness of God? What good thing has God done in your life or in the life of someone you know that you can tell other people about? Man, this, this, this ought to be where you're really getting fired up in your mind and you're like, okay, I'm going to tell somebody about some good things that God has done. It doesn't have to be religious. Matter of fact, I almost would say don't let it be religious. Let it be the sincere part of what's going on in your life and what God is doing and tell somebody about it. You do those four things and I'm telling you, you're going to start putting Thanksgiving a reality in your life. Now, last one, and we're going to talk more about this one next week, but I want to hit this real quick. It says, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I'm really looking forward because, of course, I always say a lot of, I have a lot of favorite songs, so that's probably not even good English because favorite is like one. No, I have favorites, okay? And the one they're going to do next week where his love, you know, his love endures forever. You've heard that song. We're going to do that next week because it comes right out of here. I love that song, okay? And, and it, it points to some things that I want us to remember, okay? And I want us to remember that it's much easier... To give thanks when... Now you say, why, why do I say that? Because life's hard. Look, it, is it always easy to give thanks? No. I mean, there's real problems in life, man. There's real challenges from within and from without, and we're facing them all the time. So, so it's not easy to give thanks, but it is easier whenever we do these three things that we see right here. Number one, that we remember... God's goodness. Like that testimony she gave, there's a lot of bad things happening in that particular moment in her life. Surgery, nephew, try to kill herself, commit suicide. I can't think of any harder thing to face. You're at the hospital, you ain't going to make it. 48 hours, I mean, I remember when we got the call and then, you know, we were talking about it. I mean, look, that that's a tough time. Don't, let it, don't, don't, make, don't make no mistake about that. All right? There's no good. You don't see good there. You're looking at that, and you're like, okay, uh, all right, so there's not really like a good side to that. But what there is is a good side to God. And whenever you remember his goodness, guess what? It pulls you through what are very real difficult times. And that's what you got to remember. It's easier to give thanks. Let's say you start out this week and you're finding yourself drifting back into not giving thanks, looking at the negative, getting discouraged. Well, look, remember God's goodness, and it'll get a lot easier. The second one is it's much easier to give thanks when you remember God's love. Look, God loves you. Man, I don't know about you, but when you know someone loves you, it makes you feel good. And you know they're taking care of you? Who could, who could be better to have love in you than God? In spite of your mistakes, which you made them. I mean, you know, we've all done things we're not proud of. We all flub it up. We all aren't what we should be. But no matter what we do, God loves us. I mean, just think about some of you with your children that have made mistakes. You love them. Man, you welcome them back. You, you, you want the best for them. I mean, you, you, you think they're awesome. 
you're going to look at their mistakes and you half the time going to try to justify them anyway because what? You, you're motivated out of a heart of love and you want to just, you want the best for them. Man, if a, if a human could have that level of love for a, for a person, their child, imagine the love God has for you. And just think about that. Think about the fondest, most positive thing that you have felt in love towards a human being, all right? And that's just a grain of sand compared to the seashores of this earth compared to the love that God has for you. And man, when you, when you, when you just really get a hold of that, you'll sit there and you'll just be so moved because God loves you and you'll thank Him for it and it'll be so much easier to give thanks in your life. The third thing we see right here, he said it continues his faithfulness through all generations. It's much easier to give thanks when you remember God's faithfulness. See, it's easy to get discouraged if it's based on you. Because you mess up. That happens to us all. We let ourselves down. We let others down. And so we kind of start a circle where we don't want to give thanks, maybe because we're ashamed or we're sad or whatever. But look, don't remember what you've done or what you haven't done or what others have done or what's not done. Remember that God is faithful and that His faithfulness will endure forever beyond our own mistakes. And I'm telling you, if you remember His goodness, His love, and His faithfulness, it's going to be much easier this week to give thanks. As we draw this little teaching time to a close, I want to ask you three questions that I have really pondered myself this week as I've been thinking about this. The first one is, do I really believe giving thanks is important? Now, when I say really believe, what I mean is this. We, we can say we believe in mental assent, but, but true belief is whenever we believe it in such that we have actions. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I believe really this chair is going to hold me up so much so that I'm willing to do what? I'm really going to sit on it. But if I didn't really, really believe that, would I sit on it? No. Why? So what you really believe is demonstrated by your actions. And so I ask you, do I really believe that giving thanks is important? So much so that I'm going to put that into action. Second question I'm asking myself and I'm asking you to ask yourself is will I start trying to make this truth? The truth that giving thanks is important. Will I begin to try to make this truth a reality in my life? It won't happen by accident. That's a fact. I promise you this. If you walk out of here today and you do everything that you've always done, you absolutely will not give any more thanks this afternoon or tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday than you did last week. You might give a little bit more at Thanksgiving before the turkey or whatever, but you can't just do what you've always done and expect something different. That's just reality. So will I start trying to make this truth a reality in my life? And I am answering today publicly, Yes, I will. I am going to become a person who is giving thanks more and more every day. I hope that you'll do the same. 
The third question, how am I going to do that? Oh, that's a little harder. <laughs> well, i tell you how I'm going to do it. I'm going to start putting some of that into practice. But I'm going to give us one little simple way, okay? If you want to do that, now there's a thousand ways to do that, okay? You don't need me to tell you how to do it. But I am going to give you one way that you can do it if you want to with me and with several other, of, others of us. On this table out there was a little sheet that had little, it had like 11 things about giving Thanksgiving. I saw several of them you had them. Is, that's just a little resource. There's psalms out there in there. Take those this week, each day, and just read one and focus on Thanksgiving. You see, if you take that and you say, okay, tomorrow, first thing or at some point right here, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it the next day and I'm going to do it the next day. Now you're declaring and you're doing something to make Thanksgiving a reality in your life. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Now, we're going to also send out through text in church that same Thanksgiving. Those are verses. Maybe you're not going to look at it on paper, but you're more looking at it on your phone. We'll do it there. But rest assured, if you don't do something different, then it won't be any different. And I don't want that for you because I know the benefits of giving thanks, how it affects not only ourselves, but other people. You know... I don't think that there could possibly be anything that we could give th more thanks for than what Jesus did for us on the cross. And that's why every Sunday at our church, we take a few minutes, a few moments, and we remember what he did by partaking of the elements that were Described there in the New Testament is broken body and the, the, the blood. Because, man, to me, it's such a grounding thing. Is I know me, and I know you, and I know us all. And we can give thanks that God, in His great mercy, His unfailing love, chose to look down at us out of His goodness, out of His love, out of His faithfulness. And what does He do? He says, I'm going to the, the, pay the price. It's up on the cross, suffers and He dies. But that's not where it ends. He, well, he rises again. Of course, it's a fantastic story. And we're going to talk about the victory next week and the victory of Thanksgiving and all that. But as we close today, I want us to close with our communion. something to be very, very thankful for. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that each of us would renew our commitment to be a person of thanksgiving, that we would give thanks for all of the things in our life, especially in this moment, may we give thanks for the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Won't you? Share with me.